0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Joyful Courage, a conscious parenting and conscious humaning podcast, a place where we get real about the messy adventure of parenting and growing ourselves as human beings along the way. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer and facilitator, parent coach and humbly walking right next to you, working always to be a partner to my very best friend, Ben, and parent who is always on the learning curve to my beautiful teenage son and daughter. This is a place where we celebrate the process and always show up with transparency and authenticity. I am so glad that you're here. As the host of the show, it is my pleasure to explore the internal as well as the external experience of not only parenting, but also humaning. You will hear reference to current events and my own process of unpacking and learning about what it means to be someone who creates space for all voices to be heard and cherished. I don't believe that we can be conscious in our parenting and not be conscious in how we interact and intersect with people out in the world. If you are open and curious about what that means, you are in the right place. And I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you here. If you are interested in having more conversation with the Joyful Courage community, please join one of my two groups. You can find us on Facebook at Live and Love with Joyful Courage, or Joyful Courage Parents of Teens group. We would love to have you there. And now, let's get on with the show. Hi, podcast listeners. I am so excited to welcome this week's guest, Michelle Bowen, to the podcast. Michelle is a parent empowerment coach, entrepreneur, and mother to a child who she gave birth to at the early stages of her awakening. The only way for Michelle to continue to further expand in her awakening was to utilize her relationship with her child. Your Child is Your Guide was birth from her own process with her child that brought about an enormous transformation in her life. In her practice, she specializes in guiding you to the realization of the divinity of your child and your relationship with them, which initiates a level of accountability that aids in the acceleration of both your healing and your actualization. Michelle learned that her child was her guide and provides you with guidance and applicable practices that allow you to see the same. The courses created by Michelle, along with her other offerings, show you how to achieve the actualization of the unconditionally loving relationship that you want, that we all want, with our kids. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Casey. Thank you for having me. I am so excited for you to tell us more about your journey of doing what you do. So... This actually wasn't planned, what I'm currently
1: doing. It came about through a process that I underwent when I was awakening. I would say that my own process started around 2012, and I was really heavily seeking around 2014, 2015, um, which actually became something that I was doing more of after I had my daughter, but I did have my daughter in 2015, summer of that year. So um, when I found out that I was pregnant in October of 2014, I was very scared. I was very scared that having my daughter was going to um, be a hindrance in my realization or be a hindrance in just my spiritual growth and my progress. I did not have many teachers at the time that were resonating with me that had children themselves. So it wasn't a topic coming out of the mouths of my favorite teachers at the time.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, After I had my child, um, a few things had occurred prior to having her. I left her father when I was six months pregnant um, and a few other life changes occurred. Um, then I had her, and again, you know, before having her, because I had been seeking for quite some time, for a few years, and my head just down in the in certain books, Ramana Maharshi, um, Ventimia Massaro, Eckhart Tolle, many others, mm-hmm. Adi Ashanti, many others. I just, you know, assumed, you know, I got this. I'm having a child now, 26. Mm-hmm. At least, I, you know. At least, I'm enlightened. You know, uh, so <laughs> so I I jokes on you. Yeah, it's gonna be easy. <laughs> so I had her, and then you know, it was you know beautiful in the beginning, as it is usually. And then I realized that you know all of the subconscious beliefs that I had not yet uncovered that were still there she brought it all up. She was, she brought up, she, anything that I had not healed that I had Mm. not healed or not even considered looking at to heal within, she uncovered, she assisted in the uncovering of all of it. Every blind Mm. spot, she brought it up and, uh, continues to, it's a, it's an ongoing journey. There is no destination. She's growing. I'm growing one person that I know can show me any blind spots is my child. So what I thought was going to be a hindrance to my self-realization and to my growth on this journey ended up being the most pivotal co-creation regarding my healing process, and you really can't actualize on this plane until you've actually healed. So right. for so long, I ignored, you know, chakras, learning about chakra. I just, I really was totally owned in on the self-realization, and I was wasn't I wasn't trying to fool with anything that talked about, you know, inner work or. Mm-hmm. You know, chakra balancing or um, inner child wounds—none of that stuff. I was like, um, "That's okay." <laughs> you know, um, I'm just gonna focus on these books um, that have n- that don't really speak too much on that. So she kind of came in saying, "You know, I know you didn't really want to look at this, but you got to because I have yeah. a life that I'm here to live, and in order for me to do so, you gotta have some unconditional love going on. And you got blocks, so yeah." She- So yeah, it was a blessing, biggest blessing,
0: not a hindrance. So let me, I want to take you back because there's, I'm just thinking about the listener's experience and I'm guessing that there might be some languaging that I would love for you to tease apart for them. So you mentioned that before you had your daughter that you were seeking and that you were looking to be awakened. Can you talk a little bit about what that means to you? What kind of inspired you to begin to get curious, right? So I'm guessing there was some curiosity there. Like, what was your curiosity? What was your guide in the beginning of doing, you know, your own personal work? And, and what does self-actualized mean to you? That was like four questions that I just threw at you. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, beautiful questions. So for me, I started to wake up to the, to the idea that I mm-hmm. am more than just my body and that I am beyond my thoughts when I around 2012, um when mm-hmm. I in 2013 when I came across you, The Secret and um Eckhart Tolle's book mm-hmm. and Abraham Hicks material. That yep. resonated with me and it was very new. Um again I, I was raised Christian. Um mm-hmm. so this was very new but it resonated. It resonated a lot. And you know after Reading some of that information, I was led to different books, Osho, different teachers. So when I say seeking, I mean, there's a lot of material out there that is resonating with me. It's like hitting me at a, at a level where it's like, I don't quite get it. I see that it says look within. I don't quite get what you mean. But I feel it. Something, something mm-hmm. is telling me that this is making sense, and so it caused me to keep going. You finish one book, oh, on to the next. And it's almost like you know, I was just continuing to find more and more and more and more out there on something that, for me, was like I had found like some gem, like some uncovered some gem. Little did I know that there were many communities, many people out here who I was my perception was closed off to when I when I was not when I was not looking for it, when I was mm-hmm. not having the desire for that. But at the time that I started to uncover or find these teachers and these teachings, I was desiring very much to learn who and what I am. And so that's what I mean when I say seeking. The energy that I was in at that time was was a seeking energy. It was mm-hmm. not a um a solid grounded in my being energy. I had not I had not when I had my daughter, I was not solid and grounded in my being. I was still very much seeking when I had her, when she was conceived and after having her, although the me at that time may have may have felt otherwise. I may have felt like I found it or whatever it is, Um, but I was still very much so seeking. Um, Mm -hmm. After having her, when I actually started undergoing processes of healing and um, really, really beginning to unconditionally love myself and allowing things to come up and be seen and really started to transmute energies that's when um actualization was available actualization meaning we can realize who and what we are you we can Mm -hmm. realize that we are beyond our bodies that we are not the thoughts that we think we are not the emotions that we feel that we are witness to them we are actually what allows Mm -hmm. all of that to come and go we can realize that and that's lovely and that's amazing but actualization is when we embody that. And when our actions in this moment with other human beings, with my child, with you, with anyone is an embodiment of that realization. And that really started to kick in when I really um, understood that the relationship I had with my daughter was a divine co-creation, a partnership, something that was truly healing for me and Utilizing our relationship in that manner is what allowed the actualization and the acceleration of that actualization because she's that's my daughter. So she's with me Mm -hmm. 24 seven, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And that gives a lot of opportunities to walk your talk and walking your talk, being what you know, what you've realized yourself to be in action in your human form that doing that more and more and more with the opportunities presented with your child, that's what brings about the acceleration. The more that yeah. we unconditionally love, that accelerates your journey here. And um, so that's what I meant by seeking an actualization.
0: Uh, Michelle, I love all of this. This is so right. I just feel super aligned with all of this. And I'm so grateful to have a platform to have these kinds of conversations. And I really appreciate teasing apart the difference, you know, because many of those teachers that you mentioned, I've, you know, I've, I've read the books, I re- especially when I was young, pre-kids, right? There were a few books that I read that really kind of lit me up and helped me to recognize, like you're talking about, that there's a more expansive reality than just, you know, the physical plane of being in the body and, you know, the kind of surface to-dos that we have every day. There's bigger things happening. And then having the kids (laughs) and bumping into all of the conditioning and recognizing that there's a choice there, right? I mean, there is a choice. And I feel like some of us see that there's a choice. And then depending on, I mean, a lot of things, we can see that there's a choice or we can be in the resistance right? And it's more of that surface level. Well, I have this child and this child's job is to do the right thing so that I don't have to feel anger or disappointment or embarrassment, right? That kind of surface level, physical plane. I mean, I would think that that would be more physical plane experience versus what you're talking about, like the expansive opportunity To see like, oh, now I have this person and man, they're getting under my skin, right? Their response and being in the world is triggering, you know, is bringing up anger for me or embarrassment for me or worry or fear or self-doubt. I mean, there's the whole list of words, right? And emotions that go along with it. And it's so interesting. Did you find Dr. Shefali on your quest, Michelle? Yes, I did. Oh, good. (laughs) Yep, yep. I did come across I did come across her work um, as well. I did. Yeah. Because I love what she talks about. And I've mentioned her a lot the last few weeks because I've been following her through the pandemic and the quarantine. She's been doing daily teachings. But she talks about how our kids are here to be in their fullest expression. Mm -hmm. And their fullest expression is going to show us, just like you said, where our issues are, where our blind spots are, where our work is and our conditioning, and we all have it, you know, unless you were raised by, you know, wonderfully Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-actualized humans and then lived in a bubble of that, you know, you have some conditioning. All of us do. But um, yeah, I feel like bringing in the role of parent and my listeners hear me say this all the time, it's one long opportunity for personal growth and development and recognizing that there's so much work to do. And if you're not someone who's open to that, then the journey of parenthood is just a lot of suffering, I'm guessing, for those people. Yeah. And so I'm fascinated by, you know, like you found your path. You stepped onto your path kind of on your own as a young person, pre-kids, I dabbled, I would say. I definitely has been the last 10 years. So, you know, kind of my kids are 14 and 17, so it's really been the last 10 years that I've deep dived into the work. Um, what do you notice about the people that you work with around, you know, the 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 resistance versus the openness to learning and growing and development. And maybe those that are in resistance aren't necessarily like, hey, I hear you're an embodiment coach. Can you, or an empowerment coach, can you support me? (laughs) So, (laughs) but even then people come to us, right? And they don't realize what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. Right, right. expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the beings that I tend to work work with typically are fed up, um, and ready, and excited. Like, yeah, fed up with um, repeating the same. Like, just mm-hmm. noticing that, like, groundhogs day. They are having these same arguments with their children day in and day out. They are hitting the same um, resisting at points within themselves day in and day out every single day. And they Mm -hmm. are fed up with it. They are fed up. They're tired of yelling. They're tired of screaming. They're tired of spanking their children. They're tired of, um, they're tired of all of it. They are ready because when I say ready, I mean, they're ready to do whatever it is that they have. They're hearing someone else has done that has been effective. So, they are just, they're just ready to, to implement anything. Like they're at this point, I wouldn't call it desperation. They're excited Mm -hmm. because they, there's something that resonates with what they see on my either Facebook page or my Instagram page or the free course that I offer. It, there's a resonance there that allows them to feel comfortable with, you know, not only pursuing the coaching, but also being excited about it. They just feel like all they have to do is just tune in, listen and do what what they're told, just trial and error. What's the worst that can happen? They're just ready to try something different. Um, and something that's simplified and that's not, you know, made into something that's extremely complex. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're, they're just ready. And the resistance the resist, so I don't really tend to experience, I haven't yet come into too much resistance in that sense. They're usually just fed up and just ready. Mm. Um, any resistance that I tend to see is actually in applying the practices and it's more so than realizing the depth to the resistance that they were carrying within themselves um, yeah. towards their children. Because when I provide um applicable practices to actually start doing as soon as possible with your children in the moment. It can be noticed how hard it is to actualize to be the parent that you want to be in action when there's this heavy conditioning that's coming up that's preventing you from giving a hug in this resistant this moment where you usually would like, you know, go off the handle. But you know, one of the practices is to to hug in this moment and mm-hmm. you don't. Want So it's, so it's usually a lot of resistance with applying certain practices that I provide. But once, once they sign up, they, you know, it's not a, it's not a secret that we're talking about uprooting conditioning and, Mm -hmm. um, rising beyond going beyond it. And it's, it's going to take, it takes effort, but at the, the point when they usually come to me, they're ready.
0: They're ready. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I would say the same about my one-on-one clients. And then I but I notice when I do classes, when it's more of um like a class in the local community or online, I guess because it's less of a f- financial investment, so perhaps maybe it's I don't know, it's just interesting. You know, some I'll hear like, "Oh yeah, this is all well and good. <laughs> what you're telling us to do, but in the moment, I'm really I'm pissed. And and so then I think that's where the deep dive into conditioning happens. It's like, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's triggering you. Let's talk about what's, you know, what's being activated inside of you. And I loved your actualized or embodied to me the word that I used is um, integration. Yes. Right. We can know we can hear the tools we can hear the strategies we can read the books and listen to the podcasts and watch the videos that's all well and good and we've all done it and stepping into the practice integrating it and especially around like and helping parents and i'm sure you get this like it's wobbly at first it's uncomfortable it falls flat we are messy mm-hmm. <laughs> And not to judge yourself or 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 the work around that initial step in, right? Because you, when you're trying something new, it is, it is gonna feel. I mean, there's those beautiful moments too, right? When it's like, oh my gosh, it was so helpful and I felt so connected to my child, and we can celebrate those. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, wow, that was really hard. And it felt really forced or I feel like, you know, that's something that I hear from parents sometimes is just like, this isn't my typical language. This isn't what I typically do. And so of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable and awkward.
1: Yes. I agree completely. That is- (laughs) that I had not done, um, when I had my child, I had not integrated, I had consumed so much information and the consumption of that information had me feeling, you know, higher, so to speak, than prior to learning about positive vibes, about, um, about, you know, realizing your, your true self, your true essence, any of that, you know, where I was prior to, you know, realizing it or finding any of that material, you know, of course, the consumption of that type of material had me feeling much better than before. So I was just under the impression that, you know, consume, 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 as long as I'm reading this and absorbing this, I got it. But I, I had not actually integrated the information mm-hmm. and the integration is, is, is what had to ha- What happened, what was was inevitable over time, but my child accelerated my healing and integration um, process. Because if I wanted to actually be the loving mother that I knew myself to be, the unconditionally loving mother I knew myself to be, I was going to have to integrate, as you said. I was going to Mm -hmm. have to really integrate the information that I had spent so much time prior to having her consuming. it was a beautiful blessing to realize that you're triggering the hell out of me. But if it wasn't you triggering me right now, it would be somebody else because Mm -hmm. it's not really you. It's not really about you. It's about what I've suppressed within for so long. And now you're giving me opportunity after opportunity to However, way it presents itself, and whatever way the opportunities present themselves, you jumping off the couch, you doing whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. it's opportunities in the physical to do some work, non physically, you know, to, to do some yeah. energetic work. And it, when when that's when I started to truly get the dynamic that was truly happening on an energetic level when I was triggered by her that was when shifts, real shifts started to occur. Shifts that could not have occurred just by me reading book after book after book after book. And yeah, so, and, and then of course that, you you know, everything that we're discussing here, it, it's applicable for all,
0: for everybody you interact with,
1: you know, your parents, yeah. everybody.
0: I think we often will say our child's behavior triggers us, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that, and it's, but, and I, what if we, there's a, a reframe that we can be using that could be, my child's behavior is triggering my conditioning. My ha- child's behavior is trigger- triggering my conditioning. And then I hear I hear the parent going, but yeah, but I don't want them to jump off the couch. Or yeah, but it's not okay for them to hit their sibling. Or yeah, but, you know, like the whole like, okay, great. All that's great, which I think is hilarious when people go there because there's always one. I know, especially if you have a room full of people that you're speaking to, but yeah, but, and really it misses the point because, and I just want to connect some dots around what we're talking about for listeners, because what we're talking about is how to shift our being in the moment so that when we address the jumping on the couch or when we address the, and I'm using the word address for lack of a better word. Navigate could be another one. The Whatever the behavior is, we are coming from a, pl- a really grounded, centered, neutral place because I think when our conditioning has been triggered, we become hijacked. Mm-hmm. And then what's driving us mm-hmm. is whatever that emotion is, is, you know, typically, I know in my experience the emotion is typically a feeling of fear or lack of control. When I get into my parenting mischief, that's definitely driving the train. So, really, when I'm hearing you talk about the work being how to parent from a place of being just in our, in our in our most Neutral. I don't know why I like the word neutral, but it just feels good. Neutral essence, right? From a place of being able to hear without having the filter of, I was hurt as a child by this certain experience or ongoing experiences, and now I have to look through this particular filter. We get to break free of that and see the child in front of us without the hindrance of the conditioning. Does that make sense? I just kind of went into a little spiral. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I love that. And just like you said, it's not just our kids, right? So, you know, we're living through ongoing social, racial unrest in our country. And it's fascinating as a white person to recognize, you know, my conditioning being triggered, right even as i stand and you know my heart aches and my heart breaks and i want to do the right thing and i want to be in support recognizing this this inner desire to want to do right and continuously feeling like i'm getting it wrong and all the emotions that are showing up for that right all the conditioning that is showing up for that is really interesting and challenging and you know, it exists. This is, the, this is the culture that we live in. And without doing our own inner work, bringing it back to our conversation, you know, yeah. I can't support my kids. I can't support my brothers and sisters and families and community members who are struggling if I'm not going to be able to recognize when my conditioning is being triggered and to see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Mm,
1: that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that what's happening right now is um, we've seen it many times before in history. Mm-hmm. And I think it does trigger, you know, all of us, all races. It does it does tr- have a triggering effect on on everyone. Um, I do, especially with what we're discussing here it's a call to do in these moments, to be and do in these moments as we would want our children to be and do in these moments. Mm. Um, We're really being called to be, be right now in these times, what it is that we would love to see our children and grandchildren be in these times, in these moments. And that's not divided. It's not divided. And it's, we want them to be, peaceful, full of clarity so that they're able to act when opportunities present themselves to act so that they can be stable and follow Mm -hmm. their own inner guidance and trust themselves and to not be so easily swayed by the media we, I don't think we want our children to be easily swayed by anything or anyone. We want them to be grounded mm. and we want the peace, the clarity, the awareness we and, and the love, even in the most tumultuous of times, we want that for our children because we want that for ourselves. And we are being called in these moments to be that now, um, mm. to be that right now. And to not feed into anything that's divisive in nature, anything, a lot of what's happening is painful and it is very triggering and um, things that have gone on for many different generations.
0: Oh yeah, since the beginning of the fucking country, I mean right. But we're it's not new. <laughs> right?
1: Each time that this happens, we're being called to do things differently. Mm-hmm. so right now we're being called to do it to, to respond differently not to not to react the way that you know it could be easily predicted that we would react in these moments but to respond and to respond in love to do basically everything that we teach we we tell our clients to do with our children we're being called right. to do it now with our fellow human our peers our colleagues our children and people that, that, you know, society based on looking at history, you know, would not think that we would be this way with, but to be, to be our unconditionally loving selves with them, with, with everybody. And yeah. I think that is what we're being called to do with what is happening right now, to be there for everybody, regardless of your race and to truly understand that, you know, this is not just about race, it's bigger than that. And that we are all one. And anytime we are operating in any way other than the realization that we are all one and united at our core, when we act in any way other than that, we are going to see different variations of that untruth, Mm -hmm. of that, of that separate way of thinking, of way of believing. And, it, and it's not going to feel good. It's not ever going to feel good on a collective level until collectively we have realized that we are all
0: one. Yeah. So I know a lot of you out there listening have younger kids as well as teenagers in the house, and I'm excited to share with you about a new show that you and your younger kids are going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series... The explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and so much more. Math is geared towards kids ages six and up and can be enjoyed by the whole family. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for a car ride, mealtime, break times, or bedtime. Each is stacked with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True histories with your kids, you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota and I am your host for the podcast No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, and I, you know, it's, it's bringing
0: to mind for me, so the majority of my listeners are white women. So I'm taking that into context right now and recognizing, too, and i talk about this a lot in the context of parenting it's you know and i and it's my own work like don't take it personally our kids behavior it's not about us quit taking it personally quit taking it personally and just like you said it's big this is this conversation is bigger than parenting and if we're compartmentalizing you know this is how i want to show up for our my child without integrating it into all of our relationships which i kind of am. I am hoping I'm speaking to the choir here everyone. You listen to me every week and you know that I talk about we call it parenting but really it's humaning, it's being in relations with other human beings whether it's our children or community or you know whoever it is. And how often and especially in this conversation around racial inequality right now, how easy. And, and, you know, that I feel like in my experience, my own privilege and whiteness and implicit bias and, you know, conditioned racism is, you know, it's just like layer after layer, like, oh shit. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And inside of that discomfort, as I continue to learn about myself right? As I continue to learn about myself, it's so easy and I'm probably doing it right now. It's so easy to center myself in the equation like, well, it's really hard for me, Michelle, to look at my conditioning, right? And just I'm saying this as an example for all the listeners to remember that just because it's uncomfortable for you to be learning about yourself doesn't mean that you don't do it. Well, I wouldn't, I can't say we wouldn't, I know that there probably are people that in the context of parenting and, um, the self-work that lives there, you know, there are layers that we get to that, you know, might feel like, you know what, this is too hard. I'm done. But God, I mean, you know, if you're at that point, whether it's in the context of parenting or in the context of, you know, what's happening in our society, go get a therapist, find someone to support you in the journey right? Because it's also not necessarily a journey that we have to do alone or are meant to do alone, right? Find resources, find guides, find teachers, right? Michelle, you mentioned a few different resources that helped you in the beginning of your awakening Mm -hmm. and be focused in on that integration, right? On taking what you're learning and putting it into action, even when it feels wobbly, even when it feels hard,
1: I love that you said that, you know, just because it's hard to look at, it doesn't mean don't, not, you know, don't do it. it right. Know, the magic to me is really in the hard spots. I mean, just in general, you know, the, yeah. the, the magic with, with my child mm-hmm. and with our children, the magic and the, the miracles and the, the potency for transformation is right there in the moment where you're in resistance. and. Oh, yeah where you, you can see how, when you look back at your childhood, this particular moment would have had my mom losing her mind and my grandmother would have been losing her mind right here. But right now it's, it's my turn and Mm. I'm resistant in this moment, but there's so much magic here for me. If I be with it, see it, look at it and do differently, respond differently that's where the magic is, is in looking at the stuff that's hard to look at. Um, yeah. it's there's no the, I mean, we can we can make it seem like there's magic in, in comfort, but I mean but but for me they're real this is life is constantly changing. That's the only
0: constant is the fact that is the fact that things change. Well, I love that you're using the word magic too because to me when I think about magic it it goes from being this like oh I've got to do this really deep dark work to like oh I get to I get to be different than what's come before me. I get to be different than what I received. And then, you know, moving I have a daughter too, you know, and thinking about our daughters and their parents, if they choose to be moms and, and how they get to show up differently. It's just, it is, it's, it's, it, it's, it brings a sense of a hope and lightness to the work. I think when you use that, that word magic, I love that. Oh, Michelle, this is so good. This is so good. So do you have any, what are you, talk about your resources a little bit. You have a free class. Tell the listeners about your free class and about your book coming up. Share, share, share.
1: Yes. So I do offer a free course and then there's also group immersions that I do uh, mm-hmm. that ten immersions that I do because of just the potency of a group who are, you know, when, when all the parties and all the members in a group are just as ready and fed up and excited, you know, to be able to bounce that off of each other and bounce their, their growth and development and what they're going through and to be that support system for each other. It's very potent to work with groups. Yeah. So I do the 10 week, um, group immersion courses, you know, where the goal is to actualize the relationship with their child that they desire. And then, Mm -hmm. then also I offer a free, a free online course, a few modules and worksheets that really get parents to um, just dive within, dive deep within and to see some things or bring some things to light that we might not really speak too much about in the um, parenting circles. And so for the for the activation of both the remembrance of who they are and the realization of the divine bond between them and their child. So really just Mm -hmm. calling them to really see that you didn't just have a child. You actually just accelerated your growth. (laughs) And and so there's a free course available for that. And yes, um, I do have a book coming out the end of June, 2020, no later than mid-July of this Mm -hmm. year, a book coming out called Your Child is Your Guide.
0: So, Where can people find your work. So I have
1: links. If anybody goes to my Facebook page, "Your Child Is Your Guide," spe- spelled just the way it should be spelled. Your child mm-hmm. is your guide. Um, mm-hmm. There are links there to both co- to both courses, to the free course as well, and on Instagram, Michelle Bowen underscore. Um, so M I C H E L L E Bowen B O W E N underscore. And also I have a page on Instagram called Your Child is Your Guide. Um, And in, in the bio is a link that takes you to the sites for my work.
0: Awesome. And listeners, you know that all the links will be available in the show notes. So I have one last question, Michelle, that I always end with, with my guests. And that is in the context of all that we've talked about, what does joyful courage mean to you?
1: Mm, that's a beautiful question Mm. doing the work that we're called to do and the work that the divine relationship between us and our children inspire and doing it courageously and happily
0: Mm. love it thank you so much for being a guest Michelle it was really great talking to you Thank you so much for showing up and listening in on another show. I'm so incredibly grateful for the Joyful Courage community. There are so many ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. You can follow Joyful Courage on Facebook and Instagram. You can join one of the Facebook groups, Live in Love with Joyful Courage or Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. Word is that both of these communities are some of the most compassionate and supportive spaces for parents to really show up in all of their authenticity and all of their vulnerability and feel seen and supported. I am incredibly proud of that. If you want to take it up a notch, you can join the Patreon community. There you get to catch live streams of the solo shows twice a month. We have monthly group calls and so much more. Check that out at patreon.com. Dot com slash joyful courage. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash joyful courage. Head over there, check it out. And as always, you're welcome to offer thoughts and feedbacks directly to me at Casey at joyful courage dot com. I read and respond to all of my emails. Big thanks to my team for all the ways they support my work. My editor, Chris Mann from Pod Shaper, and my project manager, Tay, who does more behind the scenes than you can ever imagine. I will be back next week with a brand new show. Until then, find your breath, release the tension in your body, move up and into the balcony seat, and trust that everything is going to be okay.